Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rookie Numbers podcast, a podcast where we take games, news, sometimes combine them together to make game news, and sometimes also talk about tech news because hey, we're nerds. Uh, I'm Aman, and I'm Nilak. This week is going to be a fun week because November twelfth marked the launch of both the Xbox Series X, S, and the PS Five, and also the other PS Five, and also the other PS Five, which is still just a PS Five. This was smooth until you came around with the details. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So, do you want to start with the coverage of the PS Five and what do you think about it? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about it. The PS Five launched, but did it launch everywhere? Yeah, it's weird, huh? Can you go out and buy a PS Five today? No, unfortunately, no. and that is because it did not launch in india at all until now it's the 14th of november on the day of this recording and the ps5 there's no signs of a ps5 launch in india all the pre-orders that stores were taking have been cancelled or were cancelled earlier on and their dates like their launch dates just get taken on the website then back off the website there is basically no communication about it so so for those who don't know the what actually happened was some guy a uh, some company had trademarked ps5 and that was initially thought to be the issue but then later mm-hmm. on we found out it was more of a demand slash supply issue well basically a supply issue right and recently actually sony came out with a public statement saying you'll have ps5 when we want you to have a ps5 in much better words but yeah so it doesn't look too good i wouldn't expect ps5 to be available available in india before 2021 at the very least for real I yeah, it, it's horrible there. Uh okay, I don't know how big of a market India is for consoles, but isn't that giving away basically an entire huge market to Xbox? It 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 really is. You know, so something I was going to get into slightly further into the show was mm-hmm. that this current generation of consoles, which is the series consoles and the PS5 consoles, is it's not going to be a competition of demand. it's more so going to be a competition of supply mm-hmm. because currently the demand is sky high and the only people supplying consoles currently are xbox that's true we just had the launch event as well right they just launched and their mm-hmm. sales are going amazingly well amazon is doing an amazing job at giving people launch day deliveries a lot of the people have gotten the deliveries on the morning of the launch which is a first which is great which is honestly a first yes Yeah, right. And more so, Xbox's value proposition is amazing. Apart from it being five thousand higher than everybody expected it to be, but it's yeah. still an amazing value proposition. Ah, uh, considering the fact that most of the games you buy will be on a subscription basis, if if you're going for the Game Pass, which is really just the best way to get a series uh, like the Xbox Series console at this point. Um, like honestly, it's a very good value proposition. Um. And okay, for those who want to buy an Xbox right now, it's currently out of stock, which is no surprise because it went out of stock like twenty minutes after launch. I'm assuming, uh, but it will come back in stock by end of November, according to Xbox reps. According to Amazon, actually, Amazon oh, okay. on its website itself states it will be back by twenty eighth November in stock. That's good. So it's not quite a dumpster fire launch, like. We've seen bad launches this year. We've seen very bad handling of like products after they've been hyped up and launched. And this was like one of the better 
better launches out there. But okay, if we just forget the whole thing about India being like a black mark on PS5's portfolio, how's the launch uh, in the rest of the world? So the PS5, other than India, has been seeing a very nice launch as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, in fact, a lot of the people started seeing their PS5s. Oh, okay. And uh, so I don't know if it's just me, but I've been hearing more of Xbox reviews till now, and it's just today that I've started hearing more of PS5 reviews. That is true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so, saw three PS5 launch reviews today, but I saw like a few of them before, like in the in the week leading up. Could also be could also be related to lifting of the embargo, but that we really do not know about that review embargo. True, but why wouldn't like? Isn't that also a very competitive thing? Where if the Xbox sure. is launching its embargo in like on this day, then the PS5 also does it on that day, so they get to share the hype train or something. For sure, it's more of a competition. But I don't know. It's 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 slightly weird. But uh, well, let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Something actually I wanted to touch on regarding the Xbox thing is that so you know Phil Spencer, huh? The, yeah, of course, Phil Spencer, yeah, the so, man. The man indeed. He is the current chair of Xbox. Xbox yep. gaming, I might I add, and he has in a recent press release he has focused on how Indian market is a very big thing for them, and they have sold that their products have sold really well in the Indian market in this generation, which is the series generation, right? Uh-huh. So I believe they'll be focusing more on the Indian market currently, which is always a good thing. And uh, uh, secondly, I, okay, sure, yeah, sure. It, it is speculation, but let's be real, it's fun. I have my qualms about his statements considering um, the pricing compared to what you get in the US to here is still not great. Like, how, how are you charging us a 10x as compared to like a 7x in the US? So, I feel that isn't a thing that he can control. More so, I feel the pricing is on the basis of our customs. We play a we pay a 42 to 48 percent uh, taxes or import duties on any electronic in that. That in and of itself makes a seventy dollar exchange rate a hundred dollar exchange, hundred rupee exchange rate. My bad. So either the only way he can combat this is market at a lower price. Mm-hmm. Which no, it, it, I, it's I kind know. of a. So if if I was uh, told to think of the Indian market, I would think of making consoles in the twenty five to thirty thousand range, rather like the way the last gen consoles were priced at, because I find like that pricing is fair. But at the fifteen thousand range, it just feels like. A huge investment as compared to a twenty-five thousand thing. I always, in the last ten years almost, have seen consoles come in. The Xbox was at twenty-two thousand. The Xbox, the Xbox three hundred and sixty was at twenty-two thousand. The Xbox One was at twenty-nine thousand, and this jump to like a thirty-five to fifty thousand console is kind of, it basically kind of flipped the script on pricing. It kind of feels. Almost unfair, especially because now I've seen the U.S. market where, for basically five hundred bucks, which is thirty-five thousand converted, is you can just buy a Series X. Fifteen thousand bucks is quite a lot. Yeah, I'd like to attribute it to a lot of a lot of it. I'd like to attribute it to the change in exchange rate, firstly, and secondly, of course, I'd like true. to yeah, I'd also like to draw a comparison to Sony. PS4 mm. on launch was nothing less than forty-five k. Okay. In India, okay, I yeah, I've never followed PS Five that like PlayStation that much, but yeah, yeah. So it launched at a forty five k, in fact, north of forty five k. But mm-hmm. I feel if they're like targeting apples to apples, I don't think 
see i i as a consumer i don't feel like defending any big conglomerate but mm-hmm. being very realistic they are they aren't like a way out of whack here that they know that console okay. sell for 45k so they might as well market it at market it there sure um i would also like it if they brought in like remember the emi plans that we were talking about for the xbox if they brought it to india that would sell more consoles than anything so yeah so that's what i was actually going to go into when i brought up yeah. the phil spencer thing so i feel they'll actually bring the game pass deal so us yeah. has a game pass deal where you can pay for game pass with a certain with a little price hike to get the console with it right for two yep. years or something uh you get game pass for a year and pay some emi for a year you can keep the console basically yeah yeah right so i feel something similar does come to india but like into early 2021 although at a higher pricing yeah let's see i at any pricing at this point i think that is going to be a better deal than buying an xbox like brand at at brand pricing i'm if i wanted to buy a C- xbox series i would wait a few months and then run to a cex or something to buy it or get it off the second hand market if anyone is selling it at all yeah there probably will be selling it i won't be surprised if there are second hand sales within a week or two yeah but that won't give you a lot of price drops would you for sure but it's yeah i it is something but yeah firstly it's going to be in stock i'm making air quotes and okay. secondly if you're buying it at 50k second hand is is going to be around like maybe 45 uh hard discounts a discount yeah exactly and in other uh slightly sadder but kind of expected news the new gen consoles uh their ray tracing performance is kind of equal to an RTX 2060 and a 2060 super can basically outperform them mm-hmm. and i have thoughts on that but uh, my thoughts are kind of jaded in that sense what do you think so i do think it's it's a, it's a shame really in all honesty if you you can't call them current gen consoles if your rtx performance which is the thing for this current gen consoles is of last gen's well entry level rtx gear right so rtx 2060 is the literal literally the entry level rtx card below that we have the gtx 1660 and 1660 ti but yeah 1660 ti but yeah but it is literally the entry level gear you cannot have rtx below 2060 and at rtx 2060 you're not really having the rtx experience it's it's barely getting any frame rate on a good game with dlss it's still very playable but hmm. my point being you can't sell it as the current gen console and have it be well 2 years old technically sure although yes you can bring in the argument which you have done before that it is not supposed to be a enthusiast grade console be all end all you need if you have this you need not look at any graphic cards for the next 5 years which you technically don't but uh, okay i have like two thoughts here and both of them are kind of kind of in the giving up space but one of them is it's 500 bucks an RTX 2060 machine is going to cost you north of that so it's still a cheaper machine if you just compare it piece by piece which is an unfair comparison and unfair for the console because uh like in the end the console is going to have a uh, locked in OS locked in games so you're not really enjoying the full experience of a computer if you're buying it so um that is true but from what i understand 
most of the claims they made about ray tracing performance being a thing, I think they just sort of meant that they will have some games that are optimized really well for it, which will um, give you the cinematic 24 FPS, like prim and proper RTX experience at 4K or whatever. And those will be games that are mostly exploration. And I think that is all the use case you will find for RTX here because um, from all the videos that I've seen of the Series X playing and the PS5 even, and all the kind of claims also they made, um, a lot of those claims were like saying that they were like pioneers of performance, etc., etc. But most of them, like, um, I'm not saying that they were the focus, but it's kind of like a lot of quality of life changes were pioneered as the big things for these consoles. Like Xbox saying that quick resume is going to change your they change the way you game, or PS5 taking like 20 minutes to talk about its SSD. Or saying that our load times are going to be the best they have ever been, etc., etc., etc. Like you, you see that their focus is not really on giving you the best ever performance, but to give you a performance that will get you like 4K gaming and get you some like acceptable frame rate. To most people who have been used to consoles, I don't think that will like uh, make them feel mad. Well, I, I'd actually like to bring up something here, right? So, sure. uh, whatever newer game we are playing, let's not co- include games like Rainbow Six Siege here or... Uh, not here. esports, basically. No, there's a reason I'm not, like, I'm okay. saying not R6. So, I'll, I'll get there. So, the thing is, with how... Let's think about Witcher 3. Sure. There is one loading screen in the game. Unless sure. you're fast traveling, right? So... Is it really that? Is it really worth getting an SSD that can help shave off four seconds of one play session? So uh, what they said was not four seconds. It's much more than that. And similarly, I think one of the biggest tests they did was like Red Dead Redemption Two, where it's one loading screen, or even like GTA Five from what I remember, the Xbox One takes like half a minute or like forty-five seconds. The three sixty used to take like two minutes or more. Because I remember playing it on the 360. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I actually remembered. I actually remembered the fact that they did not mean the uh, loading times. What they meant was that graphic cards and the CPU can directly pull off textures from their SSDs instead of having to load it into RAM, which will increase visual performance and not just load times. Which uh-huh. is something which I just remembered. So that is a thing which is going for the consoles currently. And also, if you are comparing direct price. You mm-hmm. have to realize that even PCs are at loss here because that's we all of us know that consoles are sold at a at a loss. At a right? loss, yeah. And they well, PS5 or Sony earns back their money on the on the games that they're selling on their exclusives, whereas mm-hmm. so Xbox on the other hand they make back money on the Game Pass thing. Mm-hmm. So if we are, it's a very it's slightly difficult to compare for the same price you can have this much performance, which is not really true. You'll need to pay one of like. to get three games on a PS5, whereas you can pay, well, a third of that to get three games on a PC. Considering, yeah, Steam is pretty cheap that way. Not just Steam, like, there is regional pricing mostly everywhere. Yeah, and honestly, more so than that, um, I mean, it's basically that, right? Every time a a price-to-performance thing comes up for a console versus a PC, this is the major thing that comes up. And I think the only response to that that you can bring up with 4 is, 
um the game pass which is 300 games for a fixed price every month which is kind of democratizing this entire games market where yeah you basically have all the games and it is fairly cheap it is very cheap it's a, this is very subsidized so but then again that is xbox's whole well earning campaign question mark uh, yeah i guess i guess so what i find is the the consoles are still worth it for people who were used to consoles before and if someone's thinking of actually like someone's actually thinking of this and that's going to be like one person in the entire world i'm guessing who's thinking of uh, foregoing that pc for a console and thinking it's going to give us same experience it's not and it's unrealistic to think of it that way it's not the same experience across a pc and a console and i think we were ready to know that we already knew that it's just cementing it further i mean the console does for sure have its audience its audience are the people who don't care about pcs who want to who want to think they can put their cd in and play and that is for sure not what a pc is and honestly the cd the cd version of the console after the launch is becoming more and more compelling because um i think this was this this was a report in the uk and i don't know which uh, network provider it was but they saw such a huge surge in bandwidth over the launch day of the console it was like some 18 terabits of bandwidth was being pulled from their network that at that point they had to cap off everyone's data just to make sure that their network survives and that really means that your big ass games your network is probably not ready for you and your entire neighborhood downloading big ass games on your console i mean that's not something i need to bother myself with it's something the network providers need to bother themselves it is their job to give me what they promise it's not my job to compromise i know but if if they just say that we can't you can complain but like you can complain and say i'm going to someone else but in the end you kind of lose out right do you really isn't it the network providers fault and then you mm-hmm. can technically still sue them and a lot of people will if this is a thing that happens you can't if this is a, if this is a thing that happens they'll have to upsize real fast and it's going to get expensive as well because a lot of people have data caps and in in a country like india where like internet has been so subsidized almost by jio um we don't really care about how much data we are using like the number um at least in the last few years we haven't but a lot of countries don't quite have that a lot of like a lot of europe does not have that in particular where you can just use unlimited amount of data whenever you want and i'm very sure this is going to come up somewhere like this is going to be a problem somewhere where having a cd kind of like helps you shave off 60 or 70 gigs of data and that's kind of useful it is for sure but then again you are paying paying a price premium of 100 dollars there at least 100 dollars at least 100 I find it like the series S and X have like a huge difference in performance as well but for the PS5 I would really not recommend the digital only version even though the console looks better not having a disk drive on it it's a much I mean uh, it looks it, it looks, looks very weird anyway you're not It looks very polarizing much, yeah. regardless Yeah it so uh, I remember uh, I just watched the MKBHD review on the PS5 and one thing he said about the PS5 which kind of caught my attention was that with a radical design like this you raise the ceiling for how good it can look and you also lower the floor of how bad it can look this is just saying it looks bad no I mean, it means it means that if you have if you have like a place where it can actually look fine it will look it will look amazing as compared to like a safe design and if it if you live in a house which has like 
a wooden console and like everything it's on of a very classy style then it's it's going to stick out like a sore thumb it has potential to look a lot better in some places and i think that sony knew that so yeah. i mean sony also stopped the like what do you call it the face plate sellers which i find a horrible move because it looks very polarizing uh d brands can sell skins anyway there's a difference between selling skins and selling uh face plates i know but uh, i think they were not trying to be xbox they were not trying to be compared with xbox 360s from the like the heyday when you could replace the face plates in the xbox 360 i think there was i don't know they might they might be coming out with first party ones which would cost more who knows probably but i i love the optimization the customization options we had previously and i'm really disappointed to stop it but anyway i'm not getting a console so skins so like skins are fine skins will probably do the job well well let's hope let's hope so yes uh all right two games to um, with the launch of the consoles came a bunch of game launches as well because of course launch titles and other launches as well so we had miles morales launching uh with the ps5 which was amazing i i watched a couple of uh videos of game footage which okay i i was blown away made me want to get a ps5 and other than that assassin's creed valhalla and godfall also launched but first neelak thoughts on miles morales miles morales looks amazing i watched a bunch of gameplay and it's mm-hmm. an insane upgrade over the previous spiderman game so it I, is okay yeah it launches as kind of a remaster even the last gen consoles get an upgrade and it looks amazing playing it on flat 60 so you have you have two options right you can either play it on 60 with lower visual fidelity or at 30 with well making it look better i was kind of hoping you would say higher frame rate with lower fidelity and 60 fps on higher but okay yeah right but anyway it's not marketed <laughs> as that regardless so sure. the thing is the visual difference between 60 fps and 30 fps is so minimal that it's mm-hmm. just more worth it's just worth going for the 60 fps and taking the visual hit and it looks okay. amazing that and so i've never really been a console guy myself the only reason why i've always considered getting a ps4 or now a ps5 is because of spiderman it's that nice of a game that yeah it it is like it um the thing about spiderman games both of them has been um So one of the things I noticed, and I watched a very random stream of uh, Rohan Joshi the other day, where he was playing uh, Spider-Man, and I was like, okay, let's watch this, I guess. And I watched like 15 minutes of footage, and I realized one, the thing they nailed, and they nailed it with Spider-Man as well, was the mo- like the motion dynamics, like the entire Spider-Man is so fluid in the game, and mm-hmm. it's something that does not feel like you don't, you can't take it for granted. and at least i don't because so i feel like every time a pa- character moves with such fluid motion it just fills me with joy and i just feel like yes this game is worth it and the second thing i realized was the uh, the the combat was very similar to the arkham games like in the kind of um, firstly the fluidity of the battles and secondly the way the counter attack uh, graphics show up on it it made me rem- like it reminded me of the arkham games in a very good way because the arkham games had really good combat as well so if they were taking inspiration they took it from the right place and the game looks pretty damn good the game looks amazing i i really want to give it a shot as soon as i can 
which I want to be able to. But yeah. Does it come on the PS4? It does. So it does come on the PS4, but obviously with a big fidelity hit. That's fine. But like, uh, like just for the sake of the game, I wouldn't mind like getting a PS4, um, because it's the one that's still available everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it is technically to, still current gen. Technically, yes. So. If I wanted a PlayStation out in the market, I am more likely to get a PS4 right now. So I might as well just do that. Anyway, and anyway, that's like that, so that was, was the highest. That this was the highest point of our show. It only goes downhill from here as we discuss <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Godfall. Ah, uh, yeah, Valhalla, right? So ah, uh, this is a shit show. <laughs> so Valhalla was a game I've, I was looking forward to for a while because I'm a big Creed guy and like after Origins and Odyssey, I was severely disappointed, as every Creed guy was. But what they said was, well, Valhalla goes back to its roots, and we have assassinations, as in the ones which actually kill people. More stealth stuff. Yeah, right. More stealth stuff. Well, they do have more stealth stuff, but it's not very well done. I don't mean the stealth stuff. I mean the game. It is horribly optimized. People with Thirty seventies aren't able to hold like fourteen forty p sixty, and it's just disappointing. The graphics are well fair, and something okay. which has been going around is I don't know how many of you know. I don't know if you know about it, Aman or not. Okay. So there Go is on. a video on YouTube which compares the walking in water animation. Oh wait, mm-hmm. wait, that was Watch Dogs Legion. Never mind. So basically, <laughs> there's a there's basically a video on YouTube which compares the walking in water animation of Watch Dogs Legion. Versus the old Creed games. In Creed games, there was weight when you used to walk under water. Inside, well, half submerged in water, right? Uh-huh. And you had to, you moved slower. Whereas in Watch Dogs Legion, you're just blazing right through. You don't give a damn. Water is not your uh, concern. You're Poseidon. It, you are Poseidon. Anyway, right. so yeah. Anyway, you're not. That's not. How did Legion. they go back in realism? I. How how did they really just recede in realism? <laughs> wow, okay. They're also using the same engine. I mean, it's not it's not tough. No, like think about this. An engineer had to like full credit to them, but like an engineer had to go in, and this is not something that just happens and they don't realize. Someone had to go and change that. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's not go into Watch Dogs Legion now. We sat on it last week enough, and uh, okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So before talk- you get into Godfall, no, no, no I yes. haven't. Wait, wait, okay. wait, I haven't finished. <laughs> yes. Valhalla. Okay, okay. So yeah. So Valhalla is a very long game. It's like a 60-hour campaign, mm-hmm. and which was one of the biggest concerns with Odyssey as well. It was a terribly long campaign, and mm-hmm. this is just worse. After the first 20 hours, it just gets horribly dragged out. Okay. And it's. It, re- it did receive a lot of mixed reviews. Most of the mixed part being, if you liked Odyssey, you like this game. If you didn't, did not like Odyssey, you did, will not like this game. So okay. basically, the thing is, they have not done, they haven't changed shit about their game. That's like saying this is well. If you liked Odyssey, well, here's Creed Valhalla. And for the other Assassin's Creed fans, well, bye. bye. See you <laughs> next year. See you next year, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully we'll appease the rest of the audience. So yeah. okay, I'll give you some background of my upon myself and tell me 
and I know enough about you to know that you have played basically all of the Creed games. Uh, you have played yeah. all the original Assassin Assassin's Creed games. You have played through the best of them, which was like Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and you have played through the worst of them, which was Odyssey and Origin. So, my question is. Is the reason why you don't like these games, the newer games, because of the fact that the older games had a different vibe altogether, and you don't like the transformation, or is it something specific about these games that just markedly worse than like the whole type change? Because I, from what I understand, it used to be a stealth-based game, and now it's a kind of becoming an open-world RPG kind of game. So what it used to be, I, I actually have a bunch to talk about. This. So what it used to be was. It was much more of a story-driven linear game. If you mm. are actually going back to the Assassin's Creed trilogy or the Creed Two trilogy, right? Two Brotherhood yep. Revelation. It's it was, yeah, it's your trilogy. It was much more of a linear playthrough. Which okay, mm. fine. They've changed it to the RPG and much more open world. And let's okay. So in the before they went into the RPG, the the last game before that was Creed Syndicate. I did not like that game. Okay, so Syndicate was also story based. Yes, Syndicate was also story based, but I did not like the game. The setting was cool. There were some cool mechanics, but I just found it too much of a checklist thing, which went on into Creed Odyssey and Origins as well. Origins mm-hmm. and Odyssey, and it's basically a huge open world, which I like. I've always liked open world games, but mm-hmm. it's just an open world with every activity feeling like a checklist. Okay, so what do I need to go to the next mission? I need to do this, do this, do that, do this. That's okay. So I finished this. Now what do I do next? I need to do this. I don't want it to be like that. I it's an open world, but it doesn't seem like it has a lot of options. I'll I'll draw a simple comparison to Minecraft. Okay. I'm I'm playing Minecraft. I want a diamond sword. I uh, what do I need to do get get a diamond sword? I need to mine. Uh, what? Okay. And what do I need to mine diamond? Well, diamond is I need an iron pickaxe to mine an iron pickaxe. I need a cobblestone pickaxe. So it's it's much more of a flow. So in the midst of finding diamond, I realize I also want to do something else. So I just de- take a detour. It's not a checklist. Okay. So um, like one of the complaints I had with even like the later Ezio games, like I found this especially um, annoying with Revelations, and that was like this is. And Revelations is a very old game, at this point. So, uh, one of the things I found annoying with that game was also that um, after playing Assassin's Creed Two and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, both of those games having um, basically a very similar storyline in terms of what you do, uh, but just in different locations. So Ezio, in his young age, wanted to destroy the Borgias. Ezio, when he gets older, wanted to destroy one Borgia, and Ezio, when he gets old, wanted to find altair so mm-hmm. from from what i could understand so by the third game i was kind of annoyed with the fact that you had to recruit assassins you had to do the same kind of things over and over again to recruit them to create an army and then uh, defend a base etc etc i got tired of the mechanics by then and from what i understand from the later games which i haven't played uh is that the it's the same kind of thing that continues that every time you want to like get into a new area you have to like get the leader from that area find a good time to attack him etc get the area build it up that's really not the case 
it's so okay. the the mechanic you're talking about in revelations was where was more so let uh, i'll talk about brotherhood right okay. so in that there were these pigeon coops in which you can send your assassins yeah. on missions right mm-hmm. so that is a mechanic which has changed in every creed so in creed 3 you had a sit, you had a town which you could revamp in creed mm-hmm. brotherhood in creed black flag you could yeah, upgrade ship. your ship right mm-hmm. in unity again well wait in unity i don't really remember what it was but anyway and then in syndicate nobody cares i don't remember it's a puzzle okay. game again it was it, origins did not have that mechanic a similar mechanic in odyssey the mechanic was again your ship so they have tried to hide that mechanic in some part of the game some of the games have done it well some of the games really haven't i'd mm-hmm. suggest you to actually really play the black flag because in black flag the mechanic they have is you need to hire people for your ship and then you mm-hmm. can send them out on missions and then they can get you resources which you can either use to upgrade your ship ha which you can use to upgrade your ship and after you upgrade your ship you can fight legendary ships on the sea and, and you can salvage them yeah yes it's really well connected it's not a different part of the game altogether which most of mm-hmm. the others are yeah so yeah that that was my main gripe with it though like except for doing an arrow storm on assassin's creed brotherhood uh, you couldn't you you had no use for the rest of your assassin's army pretty much yeah and, it was a different side game altogether yeah and i think most of like even the entire thing about building up uh, the rest of rome and buying out property over there and then that also felt like a side game but i didn't have a problem with it because it was a comparatively short game and it didn't require me to do all of those things to progress mm-hmm. but i kind of have a feeling that um, it kind of gets annoying when you one need that to progress and two it's just annoyingly large well yeah you need so in black flag you don't need that to progress but it's a very interesting mini game so what mm-hmm. what it was was when it launched i had bought it on the xbox 360 and it came with yep. a companion app on the phone So whenever okay. I wasn't playing the game I could open up the companion app send my people on missions and efficient like optimize it in that way so I wasn't really away from the game I was still involved in the game they still had me in the game and I was still spending time in it and when I came back to the game when I was actually playing the game again there was progress that had already be, already been done I could use those resources nice that is something that uh, that is something that like fifa did very well mm-hmm. with their companion app so that's surprising that assassin's creed picked up something like that but then they trashed it in the next one which is very sad yeah okay that's well yeah okay so valhalla is kind of looking like the same mix then valhalla looks like a very weird mix i do not want to draw comparisons to the previous assassin's creed games as mm-hmm. in the before origins it i there are a lot of comparisons to be had here with origins and odyssey mm-hmm. uh, but i don't think it's a game i'll be too interested in i'll definitely give it a shot when, when it comes on sale but yeah. yeah okay and like okay let's move into a further lower part of the show which is the godfall launch and neelak take the wheel yeah so for for those who have played monster hunter world one of the biggest uh, good things that it did was the variety in combat there were i think 18 different weapons weapon styles that you could use and each of them had a different combat style which okay. it was really insane right you could 
pick up a long sword and have a completely different fighting experience than with dual swords than with a rapier than with a well a bow so that was a part of monster hunter world which really intrigued me and obviously the monster hunting slash grinding part mm-hmm. so godfall is when you take that fighting mechanic and putting it in, put into a looter slasher but you okay. don't do it well what do you not do well the loot drops are nice the combat is boring there is no end game end game the story holds it back okay so it so a lot of the reviewers have been saying it has a lot of potential but it that seems like a very vague slash weird statement to have to give my word but even i feel it has a lot of potential in the way that its combat is nice mm-hmm. if they improve on their loot they can't improve on the story because a story is a one and done thing unless they add dlcs, DLCs. Yeah. So apart from that, and unless they improve the end game, this is practically like an early access game which they full fledged launched. But and if, and on a console where updates are not really a big thing, game changing updates are not. We do have that on one hand, and on the other hand, we have the horrible optimization. Okay. Which is kind of again, becoming a pattern. It is becoming a pattern. I don't want to call it a norm because. it shouldn't be a norm it just makes me feel bad but i don't know it's really godfall i had a lot of expectations from it i was really looking into playing it because i like the genre of looter games mm-hmm. it it really piqued my interest in the previous times that we'd seen it but it's really been disappointing ever since then well i haven't quite followed godfall but i remember you talking about monster hunter world quite a lot and you told me godfall is a similar game mm-hmm. but similar in I, combat sense yeah from what i understand you can stick to monster hunter world that is indeed what i will be doing yes <laughs> um and talking about games uh, one quick piece of news that came around um was that deathloop now has a release date and uh, that's relevant because i like deathloop as a concept and it's it stands in a very weird place where it's a bethesda game but it has an exclusivity deal with sony which is just fun to watch now mm-hmm. um but yeah it's coming out in may 2021 and they have an exact date which i don't remember so they won't vague about it but yeah come next year we'll see a game with time loops and time paradoxes which i will hope and pray that has that it has good optimization 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 and anyway, okay another tip of, no to to cap off our news and i want to end this on a high sort of uh pubg might be coming back a so pubg mobile pubg mobile pubg mobile india for the uninitiated which there will be none of because it's india uh pubg mobile got banned about a few months ago and uh, it was banned because of its connections to china uh, and because of the data privacy issues that it uh, potentially had um not enough details were given about it at the time and when the pubg corporation uh, of crafton i guess um cut off all ties with tencent for the distribution of game in india they were still not allowed to be launched again consider it was considered too violent even when they cut off ties with tencent kind of making it sound like a blanket ban on any kind of reentry but they made a 100 million dollar investment along with another company 
and they're launching a new game entirely called PUBG Mobile India, which has been specially created for users in India. So this new custom version will aim to satisfy regulators, but it really remains to be seen if this will be enough. For one, for the regulators and two, for the players. If it's the same experience, I I don't think anyone will have a problem with it. And a lot of people will just go back to it for the nostalgia value. But they sunk a hundred million dollars into this market, which shows that it was very clearly important for it. I'd like to draw comparisons to Perfect World. So for those who don't know, Perfect World is the reseller of a lot of games in China. And uh, a lot of the games that you know and love have Perfect World versions. Viz, Path of Exile, Dota, CSGO, whatever online game you can think of have a Perfect World version. And it is a closed, well, it is a closed system in the sense it is just marketed in China. To play it from outside China is annoying. But this is edging towards being in that way, which I really dislike. Anyway, so moving on, there is another uh, small tidbit of news, which is that 3060 Ti's might be a thing. And that the manufacturers, which are Zotac, Gigabyte, etc., they're prepping for launch. We will know more about it very soon. It is said to be hitting the 350 to $400 price range. So we are expecting around a 399 or a 349 pricing. Which sounds very nice considering 3070 out of 499. So 3060 Ti at 349 or my bad. Yeah, 349 or 399 will be very nice. Uh, raises my eyebrows at 30-60 until we get more news about the 3060 Ti or about the future of PUBG, I don't really know what we'll get out of that. And it still looks like a rocky path for both things because I've only heard rumors about the 3060 Ti and I I don't know whether they like really undercut the performance and make it just a successor to the 1660 Ti, which was not in the same league as the third, uh, like basically didn't have RTX features at all. I don't know how that works out or how they'll plan out their whole like budget line. But yeah, I think that's it for the episode this week. See y'all in the next one. Bye-bye.